This is an Eye on Annapolis bonus podcast. I'll tell you, I love the Annapolis Library. I got a chance to walk around a little bit before our guest, who is Jeremy Browning, who is with Annapolis Pride today. But this library is fantastic. This new Michael Bush Library, and we're recording this the day before, or yeah, I guess the day before they're having the Human Library. Are you familiar with that, Jeremy? Yes. Uh, that Joe is... Chula in our chair is going to be a featured, uh, quote-unquote, book in the library. Is it going to be a book? You can check them out? Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, for those that aren't aware, and by the time you hear this, that it's going to be past history, but when, look for it when it comes around again. And what you do is you're able to check out a person that is different from you. And it could be any number of different ways. They can be gay. They can be, you know, just a female. I mean, if you want to know what it's like to be a female, uh, you can, they, they had a stripper at one point. They have a, I hate to use the term, but a, uh, you know, an undocumented immigrant that was able to talk and, and to be able to sit there, an ex-gang member, you know, different than just really opens your mind. And when I participated in the last one in Odenton, you really sort of find that there's a whole lot more that connects us than divides us. And I, you know, that really is a good sort of a segue into talking about Pride Month, which is coming in June, uh, all over the world, I guess it is. And certainly Annapolis is having their 2.1 Pride, <laughs> second one, uh, Annapolis Pride Parade and Festival on June 4th. And Jeremy is the brainchild of Annapolis Pride way back when, and we spoke with him probably three or four years ago. And now here we are again for looking for another great event coming up on June 4th. How you been, man? So we've been really busy uh, behind the scenes getting everything ready for this year's event. Well, hell, you've had like three years to you know, prepare for it. So. Yeah, no pressure, right? Yeah. The last parade that happened, and the, it was a, a smaller festival. It was, I, I mean, I think probably as with any first festival, you probably had no idea where this was going. You know, was this going to be a, a boom, a bust, somewhere in between? It was obviously it was a boom in a, in a huge way. And I got to admit, I had the same trepidations, too. I mean, you know, you're down there in Ward 1, which is the little puckered section of Annapolis. You know, and what are they going to think when you've got this whole... LGBTQ question mark plus community coming down and marching through their neighborhoods. And man, I was so proud of Annapolis to see them come out and just the crowds that lined the street to watch that, the different organizations, the businesses that participated. And I got to say, it wasn't the biggest parade. I think that still goes to the Irish Festival or the um, St. Patrick's Parade, but it was probably one of the best parades that I've ever seen. And I, and I, and I thank you and Annapolis pride for bringing that to this town because I, it's about time. Tell me about the one this year. Do you, what's, what's on, on deck? I know it kicks off at noon and it goes the typical parade route, but it doesn't go all the way down to city dock. This, it just sort of ends at uh, Calvert street, right? Correct. Yeah. So it's going to kick off at noon. Um, we're going to, uh, make a right from almost Garrett Boulevard on West street. And we're going to march down West Street, hang a left onto Calvert Street, and it's going to end at Calvert and Clay Street, right in front of the People's Park. Okay, great place to be there. And, you know, and again, last year, I mean, you had so many different, how many, do you have any idea how many units you're going to have in there or people that are going to be marching? Yeah, so in, um, in 2019, we had about 55 marching units. This year, we have about 100 marching units, so we're Ooh. almost doubling the event. And for the festival, we had about 75 vendors, and this year, we're going to have... Um, of over 140 vendors. So we're almost doubling the size of the event. 
You know what, man? That first year really laid, laid an impression on everybody. Uh, it is an event that you need definitely need to be in touch with. Now, the festival happens after the parade. I mean, the parade kicks off at noon. It probably is going to go till 1, 1.30, something or other like that. And then the festival is going to be sort of that first block of West Street. Is that going to be that again? Yeah, so the the festival is also going to kick off at noon, you know, along with the parade. And it'll be the first block of West Street. It'll be the parking lot behind Ram's Head. Um, so there's an alley there next to Ram's Head. Right. So we'll have it well marked so you know where to go. But there's an additional almost 40 vendors back there. Oh, wow. Then we'll have CityGate Park on the corner of Calvert and West Street. And then we'll also have the People's Park and then a surface lot um, next to the Rundle Center across from the People's Park. So that's how we were able to double the size of the, the festival. Okay, that empty lot across from at the Rundle Center across from the People's Park. I mean, that's the county. So I mean, the county is all in on this. I know Visit Annapolis and Anne Arundel County is the one of the lead sponsors. Uh, you know, I, I was looking at the list of your sponsors, and you've got you know Greenpoint Wellness, which is uh, you have a, a medical dispensary yeah, yeah. Um, up in Linthicum. Yep, uh, Liquify Creative did a wonderful job on the uh, the poster and the the logo and everything else that went there. They're great there. Uh, Visit Annapolis, I mentioned Collins Aerospace. I mean, and there's a kind of that's the old Arink out there on West Thing. I know M&T Bank is in there as well. They were there, I think, last time as well. That's correct. Yep. There's a realtor, Chad Robertson. I'm not sure what agency he's with, but I saw that he he's in there. What's it What's it like for you to when you birth this idea of doing this parade in a town? And the last time we talked, you said it was just very difficult growing up here, and you know the non-acceptance and everything else. To to see this open arms, I mean, what was what's that like for you? It's huge to see the whole community coming out, or a large majority of the community coming out to support our LGBTQ um, youth, adults. You know, it's really impactful. And I think, you know, when I talk to people about the 2019 event, the words that come up over and over are joy, love, acceptance, belonging. Uh, it was just you know really emotional to see all those people there out supporting our community. You know, and what I happen to notice on that one too, and uh, you know, I am not a member of the LGBTQ, but I am certainly a supporter and 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 uh, what's it? Not ally. A ally. That's the word. I knew there was an A word for that. But um, I think that you know it was it was wonderful. I mean, this was a family event. I mean, I didn't know whether I would see people grabbing their kids running and saying, oh my gosh, look, there's somebody dressed as a woman, <laughs> you know, uh, or anything. Like that. And it was just so great to see it. I mean, you did have, you did have some drag queens in the parade. You did have, uh, you know, the flags were everywhere and everything else. It was just, and those, those words that you said, you know, the joy, the love, the acceptance were all abundant in the air along with everybody's sweat. I mean, it was a really horribly, horribly hot day, if I recall, for a June. Uh, that was late in June, wasn't it? Wasn't like the end it of was. It was June 29th. Okay. Okay. So it, it, it probably, probably deserved to be hot and sweaty, <laughs> sweaty by having it there. And then, of course, obviously, uh, the pandemic hit, and it just wasn't, wasn't going to happen. I think even last year, you planned it for a, like a September, and then then the, yeah. the new variant started to come around and it was like, well, yeah, we had hoped to celebrate in person in October. Um, and with COVID oh, that's rising, right. it was right yeah. before Halloween. We, it was on Halloween. It was yeah. scheduled for uh, October 31st, but, uh, we didn't feel comfortable holding the event with, you know, where COVID was and vaccinations at that time, kids under 12 were still not able to be vaccinated. Um, true. Yeah. So we just didn't feel comfortable holding the event. Right. Right. Well, 
Jeremy, you are, and, and I don't know whether you like this term or not, but the somewhat of the face of the LGBTQ community in Anne Arundel County or Annapolis, anyhow. Uh, I mean, you started Annapolis Pride seven years ago? No, 2018. Four years Four ago. Four years ago, yeah. I'm counting on my fingers. Nobody can see that because we're recorded here. But, you know, you had mentioned that it was, you know, difficult growing up and, you know, getting the acceptance and everything else. And I see as we are, you know, even even if you look at the... Um, you know the racism that, that that we're seeing and that we're fighting that we're we're struggling with uh, with the African American community. We have come a long way. Uh, there's plenty of room to go as well. And I mean, do you agree with that? That oh, absolutely. The- we have a long. I mean, we've come a long way, but we have a long way to go. And you know, we want to help educate the community about you know what it means to be anti-racist. If you're saying you're quote unquote not racist, you know, being neutral is siding with the side of the oppressor. So we're really trying to educate people on what it is to be anti-racist and you know to be anti-racist is to acknowledge you know what is a racist idea versus what is a anti-racist idea and you want to look at when you're making a policy or a procedure or something like that you have to look at not only the intended outcomes but the what are the unintended outcomes who does this help who does this hurt because uh, sometimes you know a well-meaning policy overlooks you know those things so we want to help educate the community. It's actually um, in our pride guide that Liquefied Creative made is our anti-racism policy that really clearly defines um, what that is. So it's amazing that you see. I mean, I know Annapolis Pride is uh, went from non-existence to very active. We just spoke that uh, you had the proclamation party, which was uh, whenever there's an event in town, all the politicians come out and they want to give proclamations for, you know, hey, thank you for doing this. Thank you for bringing, you know, the joy and everything else to the city and so on and so forth. So, you you know, you had that. You do meet monthly, I believe, right, um, for, you know, organized meetings. I know Graduate is sort of your... Yeah, the Graduates are host sponsor, and they have been very uh, generous in holding safe space for us, and they always put out food and, and um, you know, there's fun games and things like that. But yeah, the city um, and county have been strong partners with us in helping create a more safe and welcoming community. Well, I know that you, last time, again, last time we talked, you were somewhat lamenting the, the fact that there was no real place for the LGBTQ community to go and gather. I mean, uh, you know, gay bar, whatever you want to term it. Um, has that changed or is that changing? I've heard rumors that there is, there is a, uh, you know, an LGBTQ targeted bar or restaurant opening up, but I haven't been able to sniff it out. Maybe you can. Yeah. So we, we still don't have sort of our own physical space. That's like a dedicated LGBTQ bar or, or place, but we definitely have a lot more safe spaces than we did before. We have, for example, our libraries where we are, you know, the Anne Arundel County, Anne Arundel County public libraries have really embraced the LGBTQ you know, community. I, I, I love that they have smacked down that whole drag queen story time controversy. And, and it's, it's a non-issue anymore, I don't believe. I mean, I have not heard, you know, peeps out. But I mean, people finally said, okay, you know, it's it's fantasy. It's a guy, you know, dressing as, as a woman telling a story. I mean, it's not, there's, I mean, when, gosh, when they were going with the indoctrination and everything else. And it, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that was a flashpoint. And it continues to be, 
you know, around the country. And thankfully, in this county, you know, we have a very supportive library and other institutions that realize that that's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of like with the, the don't say gay in Florida that somehow if by talking about it, you're going to turn your kids gay. Well, I saw lots of heterosexual families portrayed in media and TV and in school, and I didn't turn out heterosexual. Right, so right. to think that seeing a gay couple or a lesbian couple or a transgender or non-binary person is going to turn your kid into that is just crazy because that's not how it works. It's yeah, no, it, it, it is ridiculous. It's, uh, you know, uh, by all, you know, I, I'm a registered Republican and by all rights living in Annapolis, I should be a, a, a very far left Democrat. I mean, but I'm not, you know, I mean, so you're, you're absolutely right. Um, can you address any rumors about a, you know, an LGBTQ business that's opening up? Do you know anything about, have you heard that as well? I, I know that um, uh, Andrew Parr, who um, won a competition or a couple of competitions from the- And around the community college, right? He's, yeah, he's yeah. got the pop-up that's doing at the festival. Yep, so he's gonna do a pop-up on Sunday called um, Unmuted Beer Garden. Um, and there's details about that on our website. You know, I think part of his ultimate plan is to create that space in Annapolis. So if there's anybody that's interested, you can track down Andrew Parr. We just had a story on him, but he just won the, uh, actually this is the second year of winning some cash out of the uh, Anne Arundel Community College's version of Shark Tank. I mean, did you find most places are, I mean, Annapolis is a pretty liberal town. It's pretty accepting. I mean, and I, I realized that you probably didn't feel home and, you know, take my shoes off, put my feet up on the table comfortable in places. And But do you find that, are there places in town that are not comfortable for the LGBTQ community? I'm not looking for names, but I mean, yeah. are there? There are. There are a few, but um, but they're you know 90 to 95 percent of places. At least I feel comfortable. I know that's not the case with everybody. Sure. But and I'm you know grown you know in my mid 30s, so I, I think there just depends on what other folks' comfort level is. But there are places that even now I'm like mm, that's not that's not a place I feel safe going to. Yeah, I mean, I find generally, I mean, I'm, I'm on Reddit a bunch and, and the Annapolis thing, and, and periodically somebody will come up and say, hey, are there any 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 good gay bars or anything like that? And I mean, the answer is typically the same, well, no. Um, but, you know, you're, you're not going to feel ostracized in most any, any place that you go. I mean, there's some that are a little bit more, we'll say, accepting, you know, that, you know, and that would be the, the, the chic kind of, you know, when you look at like the tsunami and the lemongrass and, uh, and I'm not just picking on, on Gavin's uh, restaurants, but, you know, the ones that, you know, more toward the younger crowd and everything else. And I mean, I, I love that, well, my kids are, my, my oldest is probably about your age, but as my kids get older and as I see the younger kids coming up, the acceptance and the, I guess the who cares attitude from them, and I say that in a good way, is so refreshing. Not, oh, oh, so do you have a black friend? Oh, do you have a gay friend? Do you have a, you know, it's like, who cares? What's the matter? I've got a friend. End of the conversation, period, hard stop. And you know, it, it takes a little bit of getting used to from an older generation, for sure. But I think it's just refreshing to be able to sit there and see kids just so so accepting. And I know that that is, you know, to borrow the, uh, the song, but I mean, that, that is our future, which is very, very refreshing. I mean, they're the ones going to be buying my and your diapers at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at some point. Yeah, I know it's, you know, it's funny you talk about how Annapolis and they've evolved. I mean, artwork, you look at, 
you know, Gavin did his art on Tsunami and that created a firestorm that led him into being the mayor's office. And now there's murals that are popping up all over and they're not bad. That's It's a good thing for downtown. And I think that Annapolis Pride and the acceptance of the community is following along that trajectory as well. I know way back when I owned several travel agencies and I wanted to bring up some, now this is, okay, so put the date here. This is probably back in 1997, 98. I wanted to bring uh, a bunch of drag queens from New Orleans up for a Christmas party because, long story, but I was getting back at my staff for for a prank they pulled down in New Orleans, which sort of backfired on them because I had a blast. But So I was going to bring up these, you know, the drag queens to do it. And I said, you know, Annapolis is a little bit puckered. I better check with where I want to do it. And I mean, I could not find a single place, single restaurant that would allow me. And I'm like, they're going to be staying at the out, at, out by the mall. I will drive them in, have them driven in. They're going to do their show in the private room and they're going to leave. Now, what they do after that, I don't know. But, you know, that's, you know, that's what it is. I said, I mean, they're not going to bother any of your other guests or anything like that. And um, I don't know name names, but it was Charthouse said no, Buddy said no, the, uh, Maryland Inn said no. And we, and we didn't do it. And it was shortly thereafter, about six months or so, there was some kind of an article in the paper with um, like shop at home sex toys on like B1, you know, one of those you know Tupperware parties. And I was like, wow, Annapolis is really gone. I remember when Gavin first opened Tsunami, he tried to do a, uh, a human buffet brunch type thing, something or other, where he'd put like a, a naked body draped with, and there'd be like sushi on the... And, and that didn't go over too well. I know that initially they tried to do some drag brunches, and that also didn't go over too well. But now you look when Ramshead does it, and you look what, you know, when Fado was here, they did it. I mean, there's over at the mall has done it. You, you can't get a ticket. They're all sold out. Yeah, it's like, you know, per se, gone. And my daughter is just a fan of She's down in Wilmington, North Carolina, and she's just such a fan of it. And it's, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful how far we've come. What do we need to do to take it to the next step? You know, we have to continue supporting. Um, you know, it's not a one and done. You know, it's, it's not a, a sprint. It's a marathon. So there's still a lot of work to be done. And, you know, Annapolis Pride as an organization is, is growing and we need the community support. We're going to be releasing a new strategic plan soon. And we're just wrapping up that through 2025. And it's really going to need the full community support to realize that plan. Um, you know, we have to better leverage our partners to help provide resources, provide training, education. You know, we need cer certainly financial support. You know, Annapolis Pride is still 100% volunteer run. You know, we really hope to have paid staff that can help do some of this work and coordinate resources. You know, outside of the, the medical system, uh, I don't know of any full-time or part-time LGBTQ coordinators or, or staff that are paid that have allocated you know hours huh. for LGBTQ resource coordination or anything like that. So I'm really Annapolis Pride and other advocates are really pushing for positions in these different county institutions to help coordinate resources, help advocate for resources. You know, having navigators that can help community members find the resources. We do have a resources page on our website, but we need to make sure that that we're continuing to build that out. Well, that's great that if you're going, if you're going to the website and they're there, and then everybody should go check it out. It's annapolispride.org. There's nothing funky about the spelling of anything there. And, you know, again, you know, you look at some of the larger companies that, 
you know, have the navigators, have the advocates that that are on staff, which I think is just you know it, was, it would have been unheard of you know 20 years ago, uh, which I, which I think is is phenomenal. How big is the membership of Annapolis Pride at this point? So so we don't have yet have like a structured membership program. Um, but we do have over 12,000 social media followers. Um, we have, and they're active, engaged, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So uh, that, that, would, that would be members of the LGBTQ community, allies, you know, et cetera, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we were just looking at um, our analytics for our website uh, last night. And, you know, since the website launched, we've had 44,000 unique visitors to the website. Um, since it launched in, in 2019, um, and even uh, 20,000 unique visitors this year. So people are going to the website, they're going to the different pages, they're, they're looking at not just the stuff for the Parade and Festival, but they're looking at the resources. Our event page now, you can submit an event. If there's an event for the LGBTQ community, you can submit it to our community calendar. So that, I just looked at it uh, yesterday, it has over 65 events in the next couple of months on that calendar. And that's that's just from a small book club type thing to a, a larger. Yeah, that that includes um, you know there's happy hours, there's a, a walking, running club, there's book clubs, there's um, story times and things at the you library. Mean, you, mean you guys do like normal stuff, like normal people. Yep, we just you, yeah, you we like go read to and walk and, <laughs> and have happy hours and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Who knew? This this, this is fabulous. But yeah, but when we invite um, all of our community members and partners and businesses, you know, if they have an event that's for our LGBTQ community in Annapolis or Anne Arundel County, the, to please submit it to our calendar. There's no cost. You know, we want to be a clearinghouse for all the resources and events in this area. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you say? I mean, there's a lot of people, and I, I know quite a few people that have um, lived their life in the closet. And as adults said, you know, the life that I've been living is not for me. And I think that's probably very similar with a lot of the transgender people that are, you know, as, as children know that they're, you know, this is not who I am. Do you have any idea of how to ease that? Because I, as I think about that, and, and I, I, this actually got me thinking on a woman that made a transition, and I was like, how horrible, how and I, I can't even come up with the word, it must be to live a fake to you life. Yeah. Um, and every, everything is a farce. I did it for 22 years, so I know it. It, 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 it it's something that you spend the rest of your life unpacking, um, you know, because you, you present a version of yourself that you feel is acceptable to the world. So then when you finally get to a place where you feel strong enough and comfortable enough to come out and be your authentic self, then you spend the rest of your life kind of figuring out, okay, which parts were really me and which parts were, was I just trying to present to stay safe or whatever. And it's probably a mixture of, of all of them. I would imagine that, I mean, there's little shades of it, but you know, I wish there was an easy, easy way because I mean, you hear about that and you hear about how traumatic and 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 it is a trauma whether you know whether it's a transition or whether it's you know going from uh what people perceived as straight into gay or what, whatever it may be I've, i i just wish there was you know an easy way and it is getting better i mean you know you see the the videos on youtube where uh the son decides to come out to his mom and mom's like oh, well duh <laughs> you know okay i knew that uh 
And, and that, that's beautiful when you've got your, your support there that, that is there between you. And I guess that's the critical thing for anybody that's going through any of this is to, uh, to have the support of your immediate, you know, posse, if you will, as well as, well as the greater community at large. And I think we've really leaps and bounds. We've done a lot of leaps and bounds, and we're a lot more, we're ready, we're ready to, to take those next steps. Yeah, and that's really you know what Annapolis Pride's been working on for the last four years is trying to make sure that everyone feels safe and welcome to live their authentic live as their authentic selves you know in in this area in this community. So by increasing visibility and awareness, by providing access to resources, by advocating for supportive policies, you know those are all things we're doing to to help do that. But my hope is that when they see the success of the 2019 Parade and Festival and this upcoming Parade and Festival that they'll say, oh, like this is a supportive community. I'm not the only one here, you know, because I think a lot of us, especially before social media, before internet, you know, you felt like, wow, I'm the only one, like there's sure, something sure. wrong with me. Sure, uh, sure. 300 million people in the United States, one gay guy, and it's you, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> You know, uh, there is obviously strength in numbers, and I think that uh, I, I mean, you look at that—that's in ele elementary school class. I mean, nobody wants to be the first one to raise their hands and answer a question because it, you know, could be wrong. Uh, See, so other people raise their hands, and you're like, okay, I'll raise it a little bit, and then, you know, and then at one point, you're like, oh, 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 you know, and and that's the point where you're comfortable and you know, you know who you are, you know what the answer is, which is, um, you know, pretty incredible. We need to do more work. We definitely do. Um, AnnapolisPride.org is the website. Again, go there for the resources. How can, okay, so if, if you are a member of the LGBTQ, or actually the question mark that they've added to the end of that, it's like STEAM. It used to be STEM, and now it's STEAM. They added arts in there. They keep adding another uh, another thing on the end of that. But uh, check that out. There's a lot of resources that are there. Participate. Come out, and it doesn't matter whether uh, you're a member of the community whether you're a member of the larger community or you know an ally or whatever it is. I mean, this Annapolis Pride Parade and Festival was such a great family event, it was, uh, un undoubtedly. And come on out and cheer on everybody that's, that, that's marching. June 4th, noon, look at the vendor. Check out the different goods that are available to be sold there. Uh, and really check out the, the churches, the organizations, the companies, and the businesses that are participating in the parade, uh, because that's going to really give you an idea of, of where where we're going. I think, and I think it's a, a beautiful thing. I agree with you 100%, Jeremy. That we've got a lot of work to do, and you know, other than coming out and sharing the parade, I mean, obviously we can donate to AnnapolisPride.org. You are a nonprofit. That's correct. You've yep. got five hundred one C three nonprofit. Cool. So you've got your uh, tax tax deduct tax deductible contribution. Uh, I'm sure anybody you can look for sponsorships. I, I don't know whether your parade is closed out at this point, but um, you know certainly you can sponsor the organization throughout the year or any of the other different events. Uh, you know if you are, you know there's a zillion opportunities for sponsorships, and if you've got a hole burning in your wallet and you need to get rid of some money, I mean they're going to find an event. <laughs> that's right <laughs> that will be the sponsor for you speaking of events and, and i know it wasn't annapolis pride that did it and i don't remember the name of the organization but it had a family sort of pride day at the mayo beach park so yeah that was um uh chesapeake pride yeah i know they still have a, a facebook page um but that was um you know sort of like the original pride celebration in this area um 
And by the time I had come out, I don't think it was still going on. So I never got to attend myself. But you know, those were the advocates that came before myself and the other Annapolis Pride board members. And from what I hear, it was just a, a really amazing family event you know, held at the beach in Mayo. It absolutely was. I went, I, I sponsored it for a couple of years with I in Annapolis and it was just, I was so proud to sponsor it. It was, it was awesome. And again, the same words that you see at the pride, you know, the festival here in Annapolis, you know, you saw the, the love, the acceptance and, and the caring. Uh, it was just so abundant there, much more so than you would see at any other, any other festival. And it was, it, it was, it was a great event. So, Put that on your radar if you ever want to do it. That, that could be resurrected easily enough, and I bet you that'd be. It's a great little park down there with uh, the place to do that. I think that might be kind of neat. Any other ways that we can support Annapolis Pride and the you know the LGBTQ community? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's just at Annapolis Pride. You can find our accounts. So we, we uh, no TikTok, not yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might be a little too old to be creating the content, um, but if we had somebody that wanted to help us create TikTok. Hint, 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 hint. <laughs> but yeah, but if you go to our website, annapoluspride.org, and you find the uh, Parade and Festival page, we have all the information about the event, and we'll be adding more information as we get closer about the vendors, a vendor map, parking, everything you need to know about the event. We have um, information about sponsorships, uh, volunteer opportunities, a page that has information in Spanish. So please go to the website if you're looking for information, uh, you know, it's just about Annapolis Pride or the event itself. Awesome. AnnapolisPride.org is where you want to go. And uh, I appreciate your time again, as always. Congratulations on what you've built. I know that you were the founder of Annapolis Pride. And uh, I, before we started recording, I sort of said that you've got to be a little bit proud that it has grown to the level where it is and not that you're stepping back, but you've taken on different roles within the organization, not necessarily getting it out of the ground and off and running, which you've already already done. And, you know, the, as the organization has evolved, it's, you know, it has a board of more than one, I guess. <laughs> yes, we have uh, 15 and we're actually recording, uh, recruiting, excuse me, uh, new board members. Um, so right now, uh, Joe Tulin is the chair, and he's doing a fantastic job. But if you're interested in board service, if you go to our website, if you find our board page, there's an expression of interest form. So we are looking for, um, for new volunteers and board members. So please uh, check that out if you're interested. You said the board's 15? Yep, we have 15 total board members, and they're all Okay, listed. that's manageable. Yep. yep. Well, if you are interested in a board position, it's all there at Annapolis Pride. Lots of information, lots of resources for you. Um, if you are you know, looking for those resources, they're there. If you're looking to support a great organization, uh, a true grassroots organization here, uh, it's a great one to support. And I can't wait for the fourth. I can't wait to see the, uh, the, the colors, the noise, the... Uh, the screaming, the the makeup, the just everything that was all about that parade three years three years ago, right? Yeah, three years. Yeah, and um, to have have it redone again, I think it's uh, going to be a fantastic day. Uh, I've heard that it's going to be sunny and not quite as hot as it was last year, so that's a good thing. No rain. So, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. And if uh, did we miss anything? So so yeah, we have a couple other things that are happening at Pride this year that's really exciting. Um, you can actually get married at Pride this year. 
so if you're interested, uh, please reach out to us and we'll connect you with the, uh, the right folks. But if you want to get married at Pride, we're, we're How's that going? What, that. Are you work, what are you working with, like Scott Poyer? At the yeah, so Scott Poyer um, is, will perform the ceremony uh, right there in the People's Park. And so if you're interested, reach out and we'll get you connected. That's beautiful. Yeah. What else is new? Okay, so I obviously, what, 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 other, what other surprises do you guys have up your sleeve? Um, so we're going to have um, a whole bunch of music and entertainment. So at the festival, we're going to have L. Rogers, Honey Soul. Um, Honey Soul is good. Joe Keys and the Late Bloomer, which is a um, kind of like a funk jazz band. That's going to okay. be really cool. Uh, we have C. Rafter, uh, Ron Shea Clark, and Mega Youth uh, Dance Troupe. We're going to have DJ Simon Lopez and many more. Um, and a lot of our uh, other local businesses are going to have entertainment. So definitely check back on our website and social media for the full list of entertainment. The graduates going to have DJ Dirty Panda for their okay. block party. And they're going to have drag performances from um, Shauna Alexander, Jayla Nicole and Candy Fuentes. Very cool. Yeah. Very fun. Um, going to be a fun day in Annapolis. Uh, dare I say it's probably one of the more fun days that probably the funnest day in Annapolis. I would, uh, imagine, you know, lose your, lose your inhibitions, come on down and, and just pull up a chair, have a great time, music the whole, whole way around. Um, it's going to be a great time. I can't wait. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.